0: Welcome to Talking Shop with Teresa and Brie, the show where we dish out tips and advice for metaphysical business owners and service providers. And if you're not sure if you're a metaphysical business owner or not, well, here's some some hints. If you're a tarot card (laughs) reader, astrologer, Reiki healer, intuitive counselor, psychic, oracle, medium... If there's any kind of sacred or mystical art that's part of your profession, we are talking about you and to you. And I'm Teresa and my lovely co-host,
1: Miss Bree. Hey, everyone. I'm Bree. So awesome to quote-unquote see you all. So we've both been self-employed sacred artists running our own businesses for decades upon decades. We know what goes into running a successful business. We know how much heart, grit, and hustle it takes to get your business afloat, and then once it's there, keep it rocking along. And so in that spirit, we do this show together once a month because Teresa and I really love sharing the business strategies that we've learned over the years, the things that we've actually learned and put to work in our own businesses, and we love seeing our fellow mystics thrive and succeed. For us, that's what it's
0: all about. We sure do. Nothing feels better than knowing that our work has impacted your work. And by the way, we are always looking for different different topics to tackle in Talking Shop. And in 2019, we are focusing a lot on books because Bree's got a book out. I've got two books coming out, so we've got a lot going on around the book things. And we've got lots of experience around this subject. And I think with so many metaphysical people interested in getting books out there, this is a great topic for the year. And well, today what we're talking about is how to get your book or deck to stand out in a crowded market. So thank you for tuning in, and we're going to get started. And, and Brie, last month we did discuss the truth about marketing your book. And so this month, I think we, we want to really do is circle around ideas on how to get your book to stand out so let's start by talking about the website because the website is so important I think you need a page on your site that's dedicated to your book so I'm sure you're going to agree and what might an author want to include on their web page that might draw people's eyes to the book
1: Oh, my goodness, Teresa, I am so glad that you asked. Let me tell you that I have a page on my site. You can go to com slash makingmagic, and you will find my book page. So those of you who are listening, you can go if you want a visual aid, head over there. Making Magic is now available at a bookstore near you because it came out on June 4th. All right, that Marking my book, by the way. <laughs> so that's an example of marketing. So this is actually, I don't just think this is a good idea. I think that more and more the industry standard is that your publisher is going to expect you to have this page. I know that mine certainly did. So, so at the very least, at the very, very least, you want to have – a page that has the title of your book, has an image of the book, um, has some copy about the book. So synopsis of the book, um, you know, if you have advertising or marketing copy that you're using when you pitch your book to various places or reviewers or influencers, like you want to have that included on the page. And then you want to have a tab where people can order the book, right? So pre-order the book or order the book depending on where you are in the life of the book. So obviously before the book is out and available, it's a pre-order. And then once you pass the book's publication date, it is just, you're just ordering the book. And you can link that you know, I think that most people will link that to Amazon, um, but you can link it to other places too. You know, if your book is being distributed by a by a publisher, it, chances are it'll be at Barnes and Noble. They can order it from IndieBound. They can order it from the publisher themselves. So there's a lot of options, a lot of choices, and where people can order the book. So that's the minimum right, I have a book, here's a little something about my book, here's a picture of my book, please order or pre-order my book. Now, what more and more publishers like to see and what more authors like to do is they like to create a little bonus for people who either pre-order or order the book um, from their site, or you know, if you pre-order it somewhere else, you, you may be able to go to the author's site and see if there's any special bonus material that comes with their book. So, for making magic, um, I actually talk about in the book Making Magic. I talk about a making magic journal because a lot of the rituals that are in making magic have a journaling component. Whenever we're creating magic or ritual or ceremony, it's important to be clear on our intention. And one of the easiest ways to get clear about our intention, in my opinion, is to do a little bit of journaling about it. So I talk about the making magic journal. Well, when I was creating my book page, I thought you know what would be awesome is to actually have a Making Magic journal that people can download and then they have it. They have it right there. They can print it out or they can use it on the computer or on their tablet and follow along with the book and they have their journal and it's already ready to go. They don't have to go buy anything else. It's all there. So that is part of the bonus that people get when they order my book. Um, So that's just one example. A lot of authors will do, like, a chapter that mm-hmm. didn't make it in the final manuscript, they might take that chapter, slightly rework it into either, you know, like a blog series or a, or a mini course or a quick how-to article and make that available. Um, you can make audio pieces available of you reading a part of your book if that's something that you're into. I did that as well because... My book has a retelling, an original retelling of the three bears. And so I took that story that I wrote and I recorded it and then my husband added some really gorgeous music to it. So that's another part of the bonus that people get when they pre order um or they order the book from me. So that's that's what you want to be thinking about, right? This is a page on your website that advertises your book and ideally it gives people um a little something extra when they order your book, and if you're really, like, crossing all the boxes off, this page should also have a way to take people's email addresses and add them to an email list that is dedicated to the book, because obviously, if people are ordering your book, they're getting the bonus material, they're excited about the book, so, for instance, if you're going to be going on a tour, or if you are going to be offering an online class related to the book, or if you're going to be doing a live. Streaming event on Facebook, you have an email list of people who would like to know that, and you can reach out and tell them directly. So that's that is my take on the awesome book page. Teresa, did I miss anything? What would you add? Nope you've got
0: you've got everything really nailed. I mean these are all the things and uh, and the the idea of giving like some bonus. I, I mean the website again, having a page dedicated to the book does allow you to talk about all these things. It allows you to give the gifts and I think the bonus ideas are great. Also if you're doing a book tour, you can specifically have all your dates listed on your book page. So that's another thing yes. to include.
1: Or any events, right? Like if you're yeah. going to do a Facebook live, have have that day and time Listed on the page. If you're going, you know, if you've guest posted about the book, um, maybe you've written articles that are related to the book or you've written blog posts that are related to the book, list all of that on the page. That way people have, you know, a bunch of resources and they can say, hey, this is awesome. You know, okay, now we know.
0: Right. Totally. Absolutely.
1: A, a neat thing for those of you on Instagram, you know, a lot of people take shelfies. Which I love the idea of a shelfie. And you could actually, it's so cute. (laughs) I like the word. (laughs) I know. I like it too. I love it, right? You could have a designated hashtag for your book. And then you could set it up so that all the Instagram shelfies of your book that start popping up, like, populate that page. That would be a very arresting visual to have. So, just another idea. Right on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Teresa, we talked about the we talked about you know the the page and on your website. Let's talk about another big way to get people's eyes on your book. What role does social media play in getting attention to your book? Tell us, a social media wise, when.
0: Well, I think social media is great, and the, but I always have to press this. Not everybody is down with social media or on social media. You don't necessarily need it. I I like to refer people to Alexandra Franzen. Alexandra Franzen does not use social media, and her books do great. So keep that in mind. It's not a necessity. But that being said, social media is just such a great way to be featuring your book, showing people your book, talking about your book. I think social media is a way to keep your book in front of the public's eyes. And if it's used smartly, you know, you can really market the heck out of your book in the best way possible. Now, some ways that that really work, I think Instagram is fabulous because it's visual. You can show your book. You can do a shelfie, which I love that word. That's so cute. (laughs) I do, You know, you can um, do... Uh, what is it, that, that uh, Instagram stories talking about the book. You can read uh-huh. a chapter on, on Instagram on Instagram stories, or they have the IGTV now. So, you know, that's a great way to really build up a lot of buzz and to keep the buzz going. And, you know, Facebook, even though a lot of people don't like Facebook, regular posts about your book, regular links to your book, Facebook ads. These are ways, again, also to get people Oh, yeah, that's right. That book is there. Or maybe, oh, yeah, that's that book I was thinking about. You know, I also think of social media like that. It's kind of like it's showing people what you're all about and it's reminding people about you or your book or your product. So you know, if you use it wisely, it can keep getting people back to your site, back to purchasing, or at least at the very least curious about what your book is all about. so it's it's a, again, it's a smart way to be marketing the only thing i want to say about social media most of it's free i mean this is free stuff that you can use so if you're someone who's on a tight budget or you like to run lean but you want to get your book out there and let's say let's say also you can't go out and do public appearances for whatever reason you could do a social media blast and that is going to help keep your book in front of people and keep it relevant So that's why I think social media is important. I mean, ultimately, the whole thing about social media is to get people back to your website and it's to get people to know about you. And, you know, people might like what they see with different other things you're posting that have nothing to do with your book, but it might get them curious to go to your site and discover that, hey, she's got a book out there, too. What do you think, Bree? Absolutely.
1: Well, you know, so like Alex, I no longer do social media personally, but what I think what I think I can add to the conversation is that just because you may not be on social media does not mean that social media cannot play a role in your marketing. So, for instance, you know, if you have people, if you know that a lot of your clients or your customers or your students are on social media, you can directly ask them to share. When you send out things like newsletters, you can have social share buttons so that the people who read those newsletters can share. Um, the same thing when you do blog posts. And then you can also get creative and, and do things like campaigns or contests that really encourage people to share you know, your work and, and to put it out there and to make use of those social media channels, even though you personally are not on social media. You know, it's funny because when I left social media at the end of 2018, um, I, I started noticing that a bunch of my people were sharing things that I had written on social media and were crediting me and then we're coming and telling me about it. We're emailing me and telling me about it. So, you know, just because you yourself are not on it doesn't mean that your work can't be on it and doesn't mean that you can't make use of it. Chances are you have people in your community that really love social media and really love you and really love your work and would love to help share it. So like, Talk to those people, you know, like, like get mm. them involved. Like that, mm. there's, there's no reason why you can't take advantage.
0: That's a really good point. And that's what I, I didn't even think about, that you may not be on social media, but other people are, and they might be really gabbing about your book. So do keep that in mind. That's really brilliant advice, Bree. Super brilliant. <laughs> my, my thank you. Well, let's talk about the other media, you know, not just social media. Where are some places that, other places that you might want to connect that
1: might get people talking about your book? Ah, such a good question. So, you know, you you think about media, and you, I kind of put it into different categories. So there's radio, television, and film. Right, and, and that's like radio spots, that's TV spots, uh, like, you know, local news kind of spots usually. then you think about online media, so this is all of the online, you know, news conglomerates, magazines, websites, blogs, all of that jazz, and then you have print media, like these are your magazines, you know, your glossy-covered magazines that are carried in stores, and so on and so forth. Um, so, you know, the first thing to do is, I think, to get clear on if there's any kind of media that you don't want to do I think Teresa in one of the shows we did earlier this year you mentioned that like you don't want to do TV that right now yeah like, that I is don't like not... TV it doesn't work for me yeah
0: I feel like a right. deer in the headlight you know like an idiot so it's not That's my totally. thing and at first I'm, I'm highly self-critical So the first thing I'm going to be doing is looking and say well how old and fat do I look which is ridiculous right. but you know so it doesn't work for me I don't like it but go on I'm sorry
1: No, that's exactly, that's exactly, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, if you were looking at creating a media strategy, you wouldn't even bother with television because you're not interested in doing anything on television. Um, You know, if you're traveling for your book, then I think one really smart thing to do is look at the media outlets that are, where you're traveling to. So let's say you're going to New York for your book. Maybe there are a couple of podcasters in New York City that you would love to meet with and and be on their show. Like, You reach out to them around the time that you're traveling, right, so that you can, you can see if you can set something up. Um, Maybe there's a radio program that comes out of New York City that you would love to be a part of. Um, You know, get in touch with those people. So, so that, that's what you want to do. And you want to look for, my advice on looking at the kinds of media is, you, by the time you've written your book, you're going to have an audience in mind for it. You're going to have a, a subject matter. So there's going to be some niche media places that are obviously good fits. You know, for our audience who listens to Talking Shop, there there are some obvious places, like online. One of the obvious places is like the Numinous, right? Right. Um, so you know that's an example of like you know something that's pretty specific um but 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 also niche in a certain way then there's more mainstream media and i think that one mistake to avoid is thinking that because you're writing about something that's woo woo so to speak, um, mainstream media outlets won't be interested. Um, the mainstream media outlets are always interested in magical, psychic, intuitive stuff around Halloween because everybody's feeling it. But all of this work is becoming much more mainstream, uh, certainly than it was when I was starting out, certainly than it was when Teresa was starting out. Hmm. So if there's a mainstream media outlet that you really like, and you're inspired by, like, if you love O Magazine, like, it may be tough to get in, but it's worth sending that query in, you know, and, and talking about your angle. So that's, that's what I would recommend. What about you, Teresa? What do you think?
0: Well, I agree with all those things. Um, I think I think podcasts, I always want to emphasize that podcasts are a great way to really get people learning about your book. And if you can find podcasts also that – really fit the audience that might be interested in the work that you're doing, seek those podcasts out. Reach out to them. You might be surprised that people would be more than happy to have you come on and, you know, talk about your book because also you're providing content for them. So that's really important. And I and also I love what you said, it too. If you're going to be doing appearances in local areas, I think reaching out to the radio, but also what you might want to seek out are are there local influencers in the area that maybe you could partner up with maybe for like a fun giveaway? You know I think one of the greatest things to to do for marketing your book are, are giveaways and if you can find someone again to do a live giveaway or maybe even do an Instagram giveaway, these are all good ways to get your book to get people excited about the book
1: Yes, I love it. love it. All right. So we touched upon this earlier, Teresa, but I want to ask you, what do you think of pre order incentives? Yay or nay?
0: And you might I want to break
1: down what a pre order incentive is.
0: Right. A pre order incentive would be um, that you get some sort of a pre a free goodie for buy for pre ordering the book. Um so, you know, some people might give away and you suggested like maybe a chapter to the book that didn't make it into the book. It might be a recording, an interview. It could be maybe some supplementary thing or a workbook that could go along with your book. You know, so you want to think about something that would be really a wonderful gift to the people who are buying the book and ordering it before the book actually comes out. So do I think they're important? Yes. I think they're lovely. I I mean, because you know what? Oftentimes if there's a pre-order incentive, I buy the book just to get Mm -hmm. the, the free thing. So I... It, I know it's certainly an incentive for me, and you know, and I'm one of those people, anyways. I like to support other authors, so I'm all about like, yeah, let me go ahead and buy this. But if there's a pre-order, you better believe that gets me excited. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I think it, I, I like to say I'm greedy. You know, I, I want I want some I want some extra swag. I just think it's a wonderful way to reward the people who are showing up and raising their hand and say, I want this now. So that's why I yeah. think it's You know, I mean, it's not just about oh, this is a way to market my book. I look at it as a way to really do something sweet for the people who are showing up and are super excited about your book. Because you always want to reward your best clients, right? You know, that's, that's good business. You know, I have some clients who are what I call my VIP clients. They've been uh-huh. with me a long time. We know They know how I work. They're They're lovely. They treat me with respect. You better believe that those people always get the red carpet rolled out for them because they're people i want to work with but you know in general i want to take really good care of anybody who comes into my world so you have to think about that same thing when it comes to your book if you've got people who are like damn i am buying this book and it's not even on the shelf well let's do something really nice for them because that is so sweet so that's my incentive Mm -hmm. that's my whole idea about it. what do you think about the the pre-orders
1: Oh, I love them. I mean, I'm such a, right, I'm such a fan, and I feel exactly the same way that you do. Like, I... First of all, I, I want to say strategically now, people, if, you're, if you have an author that you love and they have a book coming out, go check their website. See if they have a page for their book and see if they've got pre-order bonuses because, it, again, it's becoming more and more standard to do so. And so you can get yourself some free swag. That's my first little, like, hot tip. Um, And I love them. I love doing them, and I like thinking about what's useful and what's beautiful and what's going to be a lot of fun. And it's just a really lovely way, like you said, Teresa, to reward your people, your people who are yeah. so excited about your your work and who, as you know, in many cases have been with you through the whole journey, like I think it's a lovely, lovely thing to do. So yes, I mean it's presents. Who's going to say no to presents? Come on,
0: right? And and who doesn't love giving presents? I love giving. You know, the whole idea of just giving a gift to to people give, gives me a little buzz. It's like, yay! I get to do something that's gonna Delight you. You know, that's what it's all about. I, I often feel like yeah. when I'm doing things like that, I feel like Santa Claus. You know, like, here I am. I've got a gift for you. Yay, you're on my nice list. <laughs> yes,
1: I completely agree. I so totally agree.
0: So, you know, we also touched basically about public appearances. Let's talk about how important public appearances are for marketing your book. I mean, I can tell you from my experience that the public appearances have always been quite lovely, not just for generating buzz around the book and marketing, but it puts a real face to the book. And I think people really need that. Um, I mean, well, I I like seeing a real face to the book. I love seeing authors. You know, one of my favorite things, my favorite public appearances, and I'll, I'll get off this and let you talk in a second, was the time I saw Frank Zappa, talk about his book. This is many years ago. He's been gone for a long time. And I went to the book signing. Uh, You know, he talked briefly and then signed books. And Frank Zappa, by the way, was so handsome in person. Um, You know, (laughs) (laughs) of course, you know, I love my rock stars. He was so gorgeous in person, so tall, so immaculate. And I was with these total doofuses that embarrassed me. But he was so gracious. And, you know, that was the thing. I got to see him. I got to feel his energy. I saw how gracious he was. Of course, I bought the damn book because of it was about connecting. Here I am. I'm with this really famous musician, and he's fabulous. And he's, I mean, he's somebody that, of course, now I want to know all about him. So that's why I think public appearances, Frank Zappa really got under my skin. Frank Zappa is the one that made me think, yeah, you
1: should be seen.
0: So what do you think about public yeah. appearances?
1: Frank Zaparda. Frank I I agree with you. Um, you know, I had a really interesting experience um when I did my first solo retreat several years ago and I was a it was a weekend, it was a long weekend basically, and you know, there were about mm, 20, 23 people that attended. Which is what I was going for. Small, intimate group. And you know the the magic of seeing everyone face to face was really it was very special. First of all, like you said, Teresa. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you just you just can't. And I think, especially in the age of internet, everything being able to see someone face to face and you know feel their energy, hear their voice, see the way that they talk, like these things really, really matter. Um, in today's world. And I also, you know, a lot of times what you hear about public appearances, the negative that you hear is like, well, but you have to travel and you have to pay for all these things because, as we've pointed out in other shows, um, unless you're a really well-known author, chances are you're not going to get a budget, a marketing budget or a travel budget from your publisher. So, you know, the the money is on you. Um, But what is really – and what I think is really awesome that has been my experience is that every time I've had a public appearance, I have had somebody who did not know me or know my work before become a super dedicated client, customer, student, right? So, I mean, it is very much a long-term investment in your business if you want to talk dollars and cents. but much more than dollars and cents. It's just this opportunity to connect in this really meaningful way. So I think that it's huge. I think it's really huge. I think the other great thing about public appearances for something like a book is that you will start to create relationships with shops and bookstores, And these are people that are, they're business owners just like you, you know, they're dedicated to their business just like you for our audience. Like, The bookstores that you're going to and the shops that you're going to are going to be these really lovely, you know, heartfelt places. And it's good to know people who are doing that work. It's good to have those connections and, you know, to know like, oh, so and so in, you know, the Bay Area is like this great place to go and buy books from. Like it's, it creates this mutually supportive environment that I think is just so awesome to have access to. So I'm, I'm a big fan and I will just say again, we talked about people who may have limitations and not be able to travel for whatever reason. Um, If you can't do a public appearance at a bookstore, if you can't travel um, and do that, you're not at a place in your life where you can, you can still have public appearances online using, like, a live streaming service. So you still can have the opportunity – To meet new people and to invite people into your space. Like it doesn't, you know, we're we're now at a point where we can do this in several different ways. So don't feel like that door's closed to you and traveling at this point is a non starter.
0: Right. I totally, totally agree. There's so many ways you can be seen and be live with people now that you know, if you are unable to travel for financial reasons, physical reasons, life reasons, whatever. There are still ways where you can get people to interact with you live, and I really recommend that. I mean, it really does give people an opportunity to get to know the person behind the book, and I think, you know, again, it it gives people more of a connection with your book. I mean, that, sound, that may sound really weird, but for people like me who are very much about connection, it can make all the difference. And, you know, I will also say, too, about Um, Events You don't have to travel all over. Some of my most enthusiastic events were my local events. Mm -hmm. So your local stores, you know, I had, I did, for the Tarot Coloring Book, I did an appearance at Free Spirit Crystals, which is this phenomenal crystal shop run by Diane Bloom. She's this amazing healer, and it is such a great place. And the turnout was packed. Then I did a local um, appearance here at Waxwing, which is this really cool gift shop that has local artists and all kinds of artist stuff. Um, You know, like I always buy like gifts for people there. Well, I did an appearance there. It was packed. So I really want people to think like these public appearances are a fantastic way to get people. Again, jazzed about your books. One of the other public appearances I did, it's not really a public appearance, but it's an event I created. Events are really important, too. So I did an event, a tarot-by-the-mouthful dinner, as kind of like a soft launch for my tarot coloring book. And it was a six-course tarot-inspired pop-up restaurant. It sold out immediately. The people loved it. We had a great time. And I did an astrology-themed event, um... You know, again, it's to get people jazzed up about the stuff I'm doing and it was Dinner with the Stars and it sold out. People had a great time. It was amazing, great food. So, you know, events don't have to just be I'm at a bookstore doing a book signing. You can do other cool things, too. It gets people excited. It creates that intimacy and I just think it's so cool.
1: I'm really glad you brought that up, Teresa, because I was going to brag on you for exactly that. I think that you're... You have done some of the most unique and fun events that I have seen, and you've, you know, you have really challenged this notion that, uh, you know, doing publicity events uh, in person to promote a book or a deck, a card deck, or, you know, whatever you have published that they have to look one way. And I think right. that's really, really important, you know, that, that there can be so much variety and so much creativity. And, and, again, and this is on local, that sometimes the local events are going to be the ones that really rock your world. So, you know, you don't have to travel far and wide in order to do something worthwhile right. publicity-wise. And the one
0: thing I'll say, too, sometimes some bookstores are
1: really – not down
0: with having you come and do an appearance. I found that to be a really – we'll talk about that. We're going to be doing a whole upcoming show on book tours, but I found it really interesting how many bookstores were really shying away from that. And I'm like, this is a win-win for everybody. It's a win-win yeah. for everybody. And, you know. And so if you are also finding that local bookstores are not down with doing an appearance, think outside the box, create a dinner, create some kind of other event – Find another place that's going to welcome your work and give you the opportunity to talk about it. Go to the people and find where the people go to. And if the bookstores aren't going to be down with that, you know what? There's lots of other places to go.
1: Yep. Amen to that. That is exactly right. So when, okay, this, this is a question that I so want your take on. When it comes to metaphysical authors, what marketing ideas? in your opinion, are a total bust? Like, Mm -hmm. why waste
0: your time? Ooh, you know, that is a really good question. And I mean, I think it's going to depend on the person. I really do. Because, you know, some things might really work well for some and some things are not going to work so well for others. So the first thing I do want to say is that, is that it's going to depend on you. But, um, if, frankly, I think Facebook ads aren't smart. I think you're spending. I think if you're spending a lot of money on ads or like Google ads or things like that, I don't think they're smart. I also think, um, you know, uh, I think also like getting people just to leave a review when they don't even have because I know there are people out there who will like try to like encourage people to leave a review on Amazon and people who don't even have the damn book, and I think that's weird. I don't think that's smart. I think Mm -hmm. that that's a way that, you know, you may get some five-star reviews from your friends, but wouldn't it be better to actually get your book into people's hands, people who might read it and actually really, truly like it? So I don't think things like that, anything where you're, like, gaming the system or where you're spending a lot of money to put your stuff out there. I just don't think those things are smart because at the end of the day, you know, you might be spending X amount of dollars on Facebook ads and Google ads and all that stuff, but does it really work? I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I haven't seen that good of a return for people who've done that. I did not spend any money on Facebook ads. I did very, very little spending when it came to that sort of thing. So I think um, spending a ton of money is just not necessary. And again, Getting people to write reviews who are just your friends and family when they don't mean it, that's kind of a little bit weird, too. You really want people who have actually read the damn book. So what about you? And and Amazon
1: will flag that, too. I think Amazon will, they will, you know, if you start getting a bunch of, like, five-star reviews and they're all pouring in and You know, in many cases, the person hasn't, seems like they haven't actually bought the book. Like Amazon has ways, the logarithm, the algorithm has ways of discovering, you know, if those are, if those are legit or not. And if they're not, I've actually seen, uh, people lose reviews or lose stars, um, and authors get in trouble over stuff like that. So you really need to be careful with, with with that particular approach if you're trying to like Amazon it up.
0: Right. Um the other thing I think too is like begging people to buy the book and I've seen people do that and it's like no 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 I don't think that's a really good idea. So
1: Yeah yeah, I agree. I, I completely agree. I mean, Oh, and I also, think, there's another thing, yeah. too,
0: and I had someone do this to me, and I think they got this idea from a marketing guru. They sent me a private Facebook message asking me to buy the book. Oh. I'm like, you've oh got to be gosh. kidding me, and this is someone who didn't wow. even know me. We weren't even Facebook uh, connected. I don't know how they got into my inbox, but that was weird. Um, and I've gotten even like emails from people I've never read their book. They've never connected with me ever. We've never had a conversation, and they're reaching out and they're like, "Hey, could you support my book?" And it's like, that's
1: weird. That's weird. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that you really nailed it on this question, Teresa. I think like you know anything that's like shady kind of, like, cheesy is something that you want to avoid, um, you know, and again, realizing that you can't hitch your wagon to somebody else's star, you know, like, if you right. love someone and you really want to partner with them, you know, like, Teresa and I love each other, we've, we've worked together in a number of different ways, so, like, are we going to work together to, like, promote each other's books? Yes, obviously, like, duh, you know, but... Like, we do that because we love to work with each other. We right. love we love working with each other, right? We're not doing it because, like, I'm after her audience or she's after mine. Um, I think that you really need to just steer clear of, of that kind of thinking. And in general, like, if, if you're thinking, like, you can use a person or an event to accomplish X, you're probably approaching it in a not h- helpful way. So right. You should... You should re, you know, take a breath, take a pause, reconsider how you're thinking about the entire thing, and you'll probably see that there are some issues that need to be dealt with.
0: I think you're saying more eloquently what I was trying to say, is that you really need to think, not just book marketing strategy, but your your feelings behind what you're doing. What is your agenda? you know, reaching out to people that you don't need and shoving your book in their face and saying, here, put me, you know, on your blog or something like that is kind of weird. You know, doing that to a stranger. There's a way to do that, though. If you want to reach out to someone you don't know, let's say it's an influencer, and I've had people reach out to me They said, hey, you know, I love your podcast or I love your Instagram feed. I've got a new book coming out. or I don't know if you'd be interested or not. And, you know, depending on how it's approached, I think that makes a huge difference. But just shoving it and, and by the way the kickstarter people are always the worst on this that they Ooh. will reach out i've got a new deck coming out on kickstarter they they don't even address me by name they don't i mean it's just like this cold please promote my thing and it's like what the hell
1: yeah please promote I mean, my. That's like sections I totally i completely <laughs> agree no bueno yeah it's not good you know better ways to
0: Um, Again, if you're going to reach out to someone and ask them for a review or whatnot, do it kindly. Make sure it's someone who makes sense that's actually going to be interested in the work that you're doing. If you're reaching out for a podcast, to be on that podcast, approach it right. If you're doing a Kickstarter campaign and you want to enlist other people's help getting your stuff out there and marketing it, do it right. Don't just come up, me, 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 here, 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 sell, 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 beg, 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 because it's not the way to do it, and I just see too many people doing that. You know, if you want you want people to come to you ideally and say, hey, your book is great, I want you on my podcast, but that doesn't always work that way. You know that and I know that. So if you're going to reach out, please, please do it in a way that makes people really want to work with you. Don't be a jerk. There's one other thing I would like to say about marketing that I see people skip, and it's really important. On your Amazon author page. Please make sure that page is filled out properly. I know people who have their Amazon author stuff, and they're not even, they haven't even filled it out. They don't even have a headshot up there. They have nothing to tell mm-hmm. people what they're all about. That is right there, believe it or not, a place to market. As weird as that sounds, That's right. get your Amazon author page up. And by the way, that way then when you're reaching out to people to review your book or to get on a podcast or to promote whatever, at least they see that there's a legit thing about you. It's going to give them more of an incentive to want to help you promote your stuff.
1: And, you know, if you don't know, like as we're saying, you know, like there's a, there are good ways to reach out and then there are not so good ways to reach out. And if you don't know how – to reach out to an influencer or, you know, somebody that you really like um, and ask them, this is where hiring, like, a copywriter could come yeah. in handy, right? So this is where you might, if, if you're too close to it um, or you're just not sure about the right tone to strike – this is where you might do some research and hire someone who who does know, because this is part of what they do, and they can help you create pitches um, and and email templates for asking people for assistance. And they can, you know, give you they can even give you some strategies on how to do that well and how to not do that well. So you know, the knowledge is not always like, immediate and intuitive. Again, many of us are introverts, and, like, you know, we don't make it a habit to ask people for help or to ask people to, like, review something or check out something that we've done. And so then when we go to do it, we don't have any practice, and so we don't do it very gracefully. And that is perfectly fine. You just need to know that about yourself and plan around it. So that's where you hire someone, you know, to, to help create those things you And then you don't have to worry about it, and, and you'll have something that's very eloquent and, you know, useful and and also versatile if you work with a copywriter who knows what they're doing. You know, once you have one template for pitching, for instance, the media, you can reuse that again and again and just change yep. some of the pertinent pieces of information. So, you know, if, if, it, if it feels like, whoa, I just don't know if I could ever do this, there are people whose job is to help you with that, and so you can do that. Another thing that I want to add to this really quickly, T, is I was talking to a very old school salesman who also happens to publish, like, consistently New York Times bestselling books, and he told me that he, when he has, when one of his authors comes out with a book, he Okay, he gets copies of that book, and he takes that book with him everywhere he goes. This is very old school, like door-to-door salesman. Um,
0: mm-hmm. But he takes
1: copies of the book with him, and he gives them to people. So, like, if he'll, he'll go get his haircut. he'll give a copy of the book to his barber. You know, if he goes to a yoga class, he'll give a copy of the book to his yoga teacher. He's not asking them to buy the book. He's giving them the book, and the reason why is because these are people he encounters in his everyday life. They've probably heard him talking about the book, so he's going to put it in their hands, and guess what? they may then turn around and buy it for a friend of theirs, or they may give their copy to somebody and buy a copy for themselves. So I also think that you can give copies of your book, and usually there's a good discount that you get if you buy directly from the publisher. Um, You know, be open to giving copies of your book away to the people that are in your life. Right.
0: Absolutely. Be generous. Again, you're like Santa Claus. You're doing... Something kind. You know, one of the things that I love to do is I love to do giveaways. I mean, it's a, marketing, sure, it's a marketing strategy. It gets attention to your book. But, you know, the other part about it is it feels good to give. It really yes, does. it does. That's right. So, whew, we could probably All talk for right. four hours about this, right?
1: I know. I know. We love it so much. But we do have to wrap this episode. So, Teresa, what was your biggest takeaway from this one?
0: Mm. You know, there's so many takeaways about that. I think I love everything that we talked about with the pre-order thing Um, about it. I mean, I love everything that you had to say about that and, you know, about I think uh, just the whole idea that we're doing something kind to reward our audiences. And I think that mindset is so important for people because it may feel like it's one more step to do and one more thing to do. But it's the right thing to do for the people who are enthusiastic about the work that you're doing. And so uh, I love that. And I also love what you you had to add about, you know, public appearances and about doing those online appearances as an alternative. And I think that is really smart marketing. I mean, right now in this day and age with Instagram stories and all those things being so big, there's no excuse not to get your face out there. What about you? What was your biggest... Take away your favorite nugget of advice.
1: I really love the way that you talk about events and the fact that like you don't hem yourself into the traditional like book reading, book signing event that you've done some really fun, creative things. And I, you know, just that you're encouraging that with others. I think that's so, so good. I really love it.
0: And I think this episode is going to hopefully really help a lot of new authors and maybe even authors who've been out for a bit get some ideas on what they can do to make their book, Uh, get more eyes on their book. You know, it's a crowded market out there. Um, Don't stop hustling, people. Keep on talking. We want to know about your book, darn it. Anyhow. That's right. So before we sign off, I always have to remind you guys, if you love Talking Shop, don't forget you can listen to all of the previous shows for free on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look for Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree. You're going to find all the episodes there. You can also visit the Talking Shop archives on my page. Go to TerraLady.com, Click on Podcasts. Hop on down to Talking Shop. Everything is right there, nice and neat. Bree, where can they find us on your site?
1: You guys head over to BriannaSofty.com, click on the free resources tab. You will see an option for the featured Talking Shop show of the month as well as one for all of the archived shows.
0: And a gentle reminder, if you enjoy the show, please leave a kind review on iTunes. That helps more metaphysical business owners find their way to Talking Shop and getting their hands on this info, which we're really hoping is going to help them out. All right, then, that is absolutely a wrap. Please join us again next month for another round of Talking shop. Until then, you can find me, Teresa, at thetarolady.com.
1: And you can find me, Bree, at BriannaShoppy.com. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Keep taking action to build the mystical business of your game. Stay on your grind and make a great month. We you know you will.